0: Welcome to the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast feed. This is a very special State of Wrestling bonus show. I promise, Thursday morning, Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve into Thanksgiving morning, I'm going to have an amazing podcast for you. I actually just recorded the interview for it today. So I'm looking forward to dropping that. But I saw the request go through on Twitter. I saw it on Facebook. It was time for an emergency State of Wrestling. And I have to tell you, coming off of a pay-per-view... I know it's controversial, but when you come, especially when you're WWE, when you come off of a pay-per-view and it's a, a big enough deal, good or bad, that an emergency state of wrestling has to be done, it's not the worst thing in the world. Let's talk about what happened at Survivor Series. I'm literally 15 minutes removed from the show ending. You could say the show ended 30 minutes early. You know, SmackDown was running pay-per-views that were two and a half hours. The show ran about three and a half hours. Um, I I don't think it ended early. I think it was scheduled to end around now. The men's Survivor Series match went almost an hour long. When you look at the amount of matches they had, you know, it's tough to fill out a four-hour show. But I would imagine that the pay-per-view did not go short that you started the main event at a time, If they started the Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match at 10.55, then I think we would all know something was up. And we all assumed it's at a special start time. It didn't say what the end time was. They never do. So the fact that we all assumed it would go to, an, uh, to 11 p.m. leads to more drama when we finally find out what's happening. I guess I'll real quick talk about everything that happened. Because here's the thing. There are a lot of people right now. And historically... When we look back on this, people won't be complaining about it, I don't think. And maybe I'll be wrong, I don't think. I think what happened tonight at Survivor Series was very similar to what happened at WrestleMania 30 when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker. Historically, Brock Lesnar beating The Undertaker was still a bigger deal. But tonight, I guess we'll start here, tonight... Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar, I don't have the official time, but it was in what felt like under a minute. At most, it was about 60 seconds. He hit him with a spear to start the match. They started the match with a stare down. Intimidating stare down. And it looked cool because it was the first time that there was something... Brock Lesnar played the part well. There was something in Brock's eyes where he, he did appear to have not seen anything like this before. Goldberg hits him with a spear Brock goes to start the match the first match is a go- first move is a Goldberg spear Brock goes down he looks at Paul Heyman like uh, we didn't expect this and then he kind of looks at Goldberg and smiles like okay you think you got me you think you got me and we've all seen this before Goldberg hits him with a spear again harder lining up from the corner running spear so we're all going oh geez and Lesnar stays down. After that one, and he's clutching his ribs, he's clutching his ribs. He gets up in the corner. Goldberg's giving him the, come on, come on. And you're looking at him going, uh, uh, as Lesnar climbs to the turnbuckles, you're expecting, okay, this was the moment where we all thought the match would end quick, but Lesnar flips him around and gives him a whole bunch of German suplexes. But instead, Goldberg hits him with a jackhammer. In that moment, he grabs him, he picks him up, he holds him. It looked like it was Monday Nitro in 1998 because he dropped him with a full-fledged, good-looking jackhammer, pinned him, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring. Everybody was so excited, his son took his shirt off and jumped in the ring. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I, I, something that nobody saw coming, especially from a guy like Goldberg. And it was a move that people are either excited about or they hated. But there is no, or they are in a state of pure shock. There's a lot of people right now who don't know what to think. And I think that that's the only real answer. We don't know what to think. Because right now, the people who love it and the people who hate it could both be right. If this is the last we see of Goldberg, then that was annoying. But I told you in the beginning, All you have to do is look at how all these video game deals have done the entire time. Had the Ultimate Warrior not passed away, he would have been uh, associated with WWE to this day, probably. He would have been a guy who was associated with them, an ambassador, something like that. He would have kept doing stuff with the company. They are mending every bridge that has been broken. And Goldberg doesn't come back for one match with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Anybody that has it in them that they want to come back for one match, whether it's because they want their family to see them, whether it's because they want the payday, whether it's because they're addicted to the crowd reaction, are not saying no to a WrestleMania match. If Goldberg is willing to wrestle at Survivor Series, just use human psychology. If a man is willing to wrestle at Survivor Series, what negotiator who has any skill whatsoever could not put together a deal that would see him come to WrestleMania 33? Why could you not appeal to the same thing that got him wanting to wrestle at Survivor Series to do something at an even higher level at WrestleMania Nobody that comes back for one match or for one run or for whatever it is that gets the Goldberg, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, that gets that deal, nobody has a bad time with it. Nobody. It's the funnest thing you can do. Goldberg can come in. He can wrestle a couple of matches a year. Zero house shows. I mean, nothing. He makes a ton of money. His kids get to see him look like a million bucks and he becomes a big star again. And becoming a big star again is, is, is much more of a deal than people let on. The fact that these guys who were household names, who are on the cover of TV Guide, step away from the spotlight because of business dealings, almost all of them have that thing in them that's called ego that needs to be fed. And when they realize they can get that adulation back and they don't have to deal with any of the politics that they had to deal with before because they can create these amazing deals where they can get six, seven figures for a single match. To think that they're only going to do it at Survivor Series is unrealistic. Oh, but Goldberg couldn't go. Okay. Look, Goldberg doesn't need... He doesn't need to be like like uh, uh, Kurt Angle. Okay? He doesn't need to be an Olympic-level wrestler. This isn't UFC. He doesn't need to to brush up on his Muay Thai. He needs to have his catalog mastered. And guess what? In his prime, Goldberg did about six moves. That was when he was at his best. He figured out how to do six moves well, and it was enough. He headlined a lot of pay-per-views and sold a lot of pay-per-views. And you can look back on it and try to put it down, but he continuously sold pay-per-views. Trust me, I was not a Goldberg fan. I watched him, and I almost had the same feeling in my stomach tonight. This sort of like, oh, man, because you would want to hate on him. Because as a WWF fan at the time, I would sit there and want to talk about how much Goldberg sucks, but you know what? He was still selling tickets and pay-per-views like crazy and creating exciting moments in the ring. So what are you going to do? You gonna fight that? I don't think so. It's unrealistic. He's not coming back for one match. I told you this before when I thought he was gonna lose. I told you he's not coming back for one match. And to those, I got. I mean, there's so many theories out there. Some people say, "Well, I bet Vince was punishing Brock." Vince wasn't punishing Brock Lesnar. Vince isn't punishing Brock Lesnar for anything. He wasn't punishing Brock Lesnar uh, 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 for for making Randy Orton bleed. Because guess what? That was. I'm sure, I don't know, nobody's told me, but obviously that was set up. It's wrestling. He wasn't punishing Brock Lesnar for making Randy Orton bleed. He wasn't punishing Brock Lesnar for steroids. You know what he would have done to punish Brock Lesnar? I'm going to make him lose to punish him. No, you know what a punishment is? I'm not going to book him at Survivor Series. I'm going to take money out of his pocket. Oh, I'm going to make him look silly because he's going to lose. That's not a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's a a business decision that was made. And Vince McMahon is not throwing money out the window because somebody misbehaved. Okay? He's not. If he were going to punish Brock Lesnar for steroid use or anything, he would do it publicly so that people would realize that WWE doesn't stand for certain things. It's not a punishment for Brock Lesnar. It's a business decision. And the business decision was made Because now you've got a scenario where you've got The Undertaker, you've got Brock Lesnar, and you've got Goldberg, and all are at play. Now, I know everybody is just obsessed with John Cena versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. If they don't hear it's John Cena versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania, they're going to riot. Okay? You know, this idea that. Undertaker is going to come back to SmackDown, he's going to win the world title, and then he's going to have a career versus title match with John Cena at WrestleMania. You're not the only one that's had that idea. Everyone has had that idea. And because of that, it ain't happening. They're not going for the idea that literally everybody has. It's the most obvious one. If you walked into a writer's room with that idea, people would look at you and say, it's a little on the nose, don't you think? Isn't that the first direction everybody's brain would go in? I want the Undertaker-John Cena match to happen. As I've said a million times, I think it should be Undertaker's last match at WrestleMania. But I don't necessarily believe that this WrestleMania will be his last match. Okay? You've got the potential to now... Because realistically, if Goldberg loses to Brock Lesnar, I don't care about a John Cena-Goldberg match. I still, you know... Undertaker-Goldberg is still a novelty match. But a John Cena Goldberg match is a waste of John Cena if he loses to Brock Lesnar. Now that he's beaten Brock Lesnar, Goldberg is at play. Goldberg is is a is a piece on the chessboard that we can use effectively. So we can still have our icon versus icon moment of Goldberg and Undertaker. We can also have this thing where they were setting it up via commentary Who's the only other person that's beaten Brock Lesnar more than once on pay-per-view? John Cena. Now, now that we know that Goldberg realistically, and whether you're talking uh, you know, in a world of storyline where Goldberg has the ability to beat uh, Brock Lesnar or you're talking in real life where you know that Vince McMahon is at a point where creatively he would allow Goldberg to beat Brock Lesnar. You go in not being able to say, Goldberg will definitely lose to John Cena. You can't say that anymore. It's the exact same rationale as Brock Lesnar beating Undertaker because now you can never go into a Brock Lesnar match saying I Brock Lesnar's not going to win, ever, because there are no sacred cows. And guess what they did tonight? They reminded everybody that in 2016, in WWE, there are no sacred cows because what did we do? We went in to every... Brock Lesnar match, knowing that Brock Lesnar was going to win the match, and now that is not a given, because Goldberg is that guy that runs through people. Goldberg is not done in WWE. Vince McMahon did not sit there and say, you know, we could probably sell some network subscriptions, because it's not a pay-per-view model anymore, it's network subscriptions, We could probably sell some network subscriptions, and I really think it'd be nice if Goldberg's kids could see him beat a guy that we've sunk millions of dollars into. We've invested millions of dollars into this uh, uh, person. It'd be really nice if Goldberg's kids could see him defeat him with three moves, just because I think it'd be cool for Goldberg. That makes no sense. That's not what's happening. Why would they do that? Because they're not. Like, use, use a little bit of common sense. If your first instinct is to be outraged by something, then yes, of course you can be outraged by something. But the bottom line is Brock Lesnar can fully recover from this. Guess what? UFC is real life. Brock Lesnar lost his last UFC fight easily. Alistair Overeem beat Brock Lesnar and made it look like Brock Lesnar had no business fighting anymore. And years and years later, when UFC announced that Brock Lesnar was coming back, it was like, oh my god, I have to buy this pay-per-view. There is no way you can tell me that Brock Lesnar has become unmarketable. That, that, that Brock Lesnar is not a, 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 a prize fighter, a main event player anymore, because Goldberg beat him. You mean to tell me that if they put on a Kevin Owens-Brock Lesnar match, that match couldn't be billed as bigger than a main event? You mean to tell me that now, because Goldberg won that match, that if Kevin Owens beat Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or SummerSlam, that Kevin Owens doesn't get a massive rub, if that's the word that you're going to use from that? No. No. Of course he would still get a rub. Guess what? Now Kevin Owens' rub can come from uh, Undertaker or Brock Lesnar or Goldberg. Because we've got three pieces at play. Then you've got wild card John Cena over here, who maybe isn't quite there, but is pretty close. All at play. Now, uh, is is Goldberg going to give you a 60-minute Broadway? Probably not. But that's not what he's there for. Brock wasn't able to do that either. You remember the Dean Ambrose WrestleMania Brock Lesnar match? It was terrible, terrible. But look, I mean, to sit there, I'm going, I'm literally going through tweets now, um, and 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 people, I guess, are mad. But the, the the only way to do it, to really get that shock reaction, is to have. Goldberg beat him in three moves If it's an evenly fought match And Goldberg kind of squeaks one out Then all you want to see is a rematch Right That's the only place it goes If it's an even thing Then the only direction we have to go in Is A rematch And then it's like oh who's going to win this one But if Goldberg can beat Brock Lesnar The way he did Then guess what Who, Who can beat Goldberg That becomes the question Who can beat Goldberg? The pay-per-view itself was the best pay-per-view at least this year, if not in years. I was sitting there, and I'm going to have to sit with the pay-per-view and see how I feel tomorrow and do all that, but I mean, it might be one of the better pay-per-views since Money in the Bank 2011, when CM Punk and John Cena headlined and Daniel Bryan won the briefcase. That pay-per-view was amazing, but it might be my favorite show since then, top to bottom, uh, everything was quite good, uh, and 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 everything was interesting, and everything seemed to have a storytelling mechanism to it. You know, you're talking the, the match before it was, as I said, the men's S- Survivor Series match between Raw and Smackdown was one of the best Survivor Series matches of all time. It was almost an hour long. It flew by. Shane McMahon gave so much to himself, and that's the other anybody that thinks that. Shane McMahon was injured in that match. He obviously had a concussion, to me. To my eyes, my non-medical eyes, it appeared that Shane McMahon had some kind of concussion and could not process that he wasn't putting his shoulder down when the referee was counting because the referees are instructed to count for real, to legit count one, two, three. And if a shoulder is up legit, then don't count the three. So, And that's why he was helped out. But, I mean, Shane gave so much that he hurts himself. I can't believe that at this point in his career... He's hitting that elbow onto the table, and then the, the coast-to-coast would even be attempted. Uh, I mean, a, a Shield reunion happened, uh, a Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton victory? What? Bray Wyatt gets a victory? And not only is it a Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton victory, but Bray gets to pin Roman Reigns. Everybody's booing Roman Reigns. And I'm sitting there going, oh boy, if Roman beats Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton... This would be a case of those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it and your big babyface Roman Reigns is going to have his hands up in the air and even The Rock is not going to be able to stop those boos from coming in. But guess what? They did learn. They listened to us. And Roman Reigns got pinned by Bray Wyatt. They're listening. The show was amazing. Take out the Lesnar-Goldberg match. It was an incredible pay-per-view. Add in the Goldberg-Lesnar match, and I think it adds a whole new level of discussion. It's the only reason we're doing this podcast. And I, for one, think it's pretty extraordinary what was done. And ballsy. Um, I'm looking at tweets right now. Uh, A lot of people pissed. A lot of people not pissed. Some people saying it's like, it ruins the Undertaker Street beat. Look, Anybody that thinks it ruins the streak or, you know, if they had just given it to a young guy and it really would have made him, you were all saying the exact same thing when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker. And there is no way. The amount of good that Brock Lesnar winning that streak did for not only Brock, for not only WWE, but for all of us as wrestling fans over the last two and a half years. That was, that was WrestleMania 30, 30. WrestleMania 33 is approaching. For two and a half years, it turned Brock Lesnar into what he is today. That's not going to be undone here entirely. Does he lose a little luster? Maybe. Maybe he's got some explaining to do. But he's comebackable. I don't think Brock Lesnar's done. I don't think that's what this is either. I don't think he's done. You know? But... Uh, uh, uh I think the last thing like honestly we all know coming out of SummerSlam we were all more bummed out than coming out of Survivor Series why because nobody wanted to admit it but Brock Lesnar squashing people was getting boring Brock Lesnar winning every match was getting boring now it's not as boring and any young guy, young guy, is still is still going to look great by beating Brock Lesnar, as they will by beating Undertaker, as they will by beating Goldberg. You know? It's not like, you know, the Undertakers wrestled at WrestleMania twice since losing to Brock Lesnar. And nobody sits there going like, oh, I don't care about this match. It's still the, the, the semi-main event. It didn't it barely lost a thing. You just didn't talk about the streak. All it did, guess what happened? After Brock Lesnar beat the Undertaker. You started walking into WrestleMania's and this is what the main events looked like. World title match, Brock Lesnar match, Undertaker match. Think about WrestleMania thirty two. Roman and Hunter, Brock and Dean, Shane and Undertaker. WrestleMania thirty one. Undertaker and Bray, Brock and Roman. You were able to take this juice and spread it out. Now picture this if you will. Brock versus Kevin Owens. Chris Jericho versus Undertaker. Uh, John Cena versus Goldberg. How about this one? How about John Cena versus Goldberg, Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins versus Undertaker? How about this one? Brock versus Kevin Owens. Undertaker versus AJ Styles, John Cena versus Goldberg. You're telling me we haven't created more potential for people to look great? Like, and I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to work. But what I am saying is anyone who is jumping on this and guaranteeing that this is a terrible move, this has ruined everything, is wrong. The Undertaker's streak will live for what it is forever. It's never going to be ruined. It's never going away. It's like Bret Hart, who was convinced that after he left WWE his legacy would be tarnished and it's just not that's not the way legacies work especially in wrestling it's just not going to happen Hulk Hogan was dropping racial slurs and you can still watch Wrestlemania 5 and get excited Hulk Hogan has a sex tape and it hasn't stopped the mega powers colliding from being special when you re-watch it. Okay, it, okay? It doesn't work that way. And I know it's easy to get upset about it in the moment because you thought it was going to go one way and it didn't. And they catch you off guard and it's almost like you're mad because you're so knowledgeable about pro wrestling that you're supposed to be able to know exactly where it's going all the time. And when it doesn't, either because it's too predictable or because you totally didn't see it coming. It's just bad, bad, bad. As opposed to being like, whoa, that one shocked me. Let's see where it's going. Because guess what? A lot of people were upset with Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker when Brock Lesnar won. But anybody that is still upset by that is wrong. I mean, I don't even... It's not even a real question. Like, if you're still upset about that, then you're just somebody who's stuck in this traditional way of thinking. I think. I think. You know, you've now, you've taken a route. Look, what everybody's asking is for exactly what everybody thought was going to happen. Like, okay, I've read enough, you know, about uh, wrestling newsletters to know that what happens is a guy gets built up, built up, he becomes a legend, and then when he's ready to retire, he lets a young guy beat him, and then the young guy becomes a legend. And that doesn't work. It's a fairy tale. It's a storybook, okay? Undertaker wasn't on his way out. So when Brock Lesnar beat him, it didn't destroy his ability to make somebody else look good on his way out. I don't think Brock Lesnar is done, and I certainly don't think Goldberg is done. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I get why you'd be upset about it because you don't have these things concrete for you. But just because the answers haven't been spelled out for you does not mean it's any reason to jump on the negative. Um, some, some guy on Twitter just wrote, Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo booked that WWE match. I get where you would say that, but I, I, I also think that, that WWE and their history of these big decisions, they've made a lot of bad small decisions, but their history of large-scale decision-making you kind of have to give them the benefit of a doubt. Every time they come through in the end, that's the thing that is so frustrating about WWE. They really do come through in the end. They figure out a way to give you that feeling. They figure out a w- fine, WrestleMania 30 will close with Daniel Bryan beating everybody and becoming the champion, even though we know he's going to get injured. <laughs> if we do it, he's going to get injured. Fine, we'll give it to you. And then he gets injured. But, look, I'm not... I'm not... I'm, I'm teasing. I was very happy that they made that decision, and I still think it was the right decision to make. Um, this kills Brock dead as a legit threat. It absolutely does not. Uh, somebody says Goldberg versus Lesnar was the drizzling shits. Stop trying to use wrestling lingo. The drizzling... Sh- it was three moves, and they were all executed perfectly. Um... I'm jealous that Brock made half a million dollars for that. I understand that uh that coming in. I understand being jealous about that, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't nullify it's probably worth it, honestly. And everybody's going to be talking about this. Um I haven't felt this surprise since Taker's loss at WrestleMania 30 and I love it. I see that that I agree with. And and I don't, you know, want to go on one of these rants where I'm just, you know, acting like a teacher who's like you're wrong and I'm right, but that's, you know, it, it's kind of uh, amazing at, at how many people are not willing to give the benefit of a doubt. Um, I'm just going through tweets now because I want that, to, that's, that's the whole reason. You know, and, and I thought James Ellsworth was, his, 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 he was used perfectly, okay? a Spotlight wasn't put on him to the point where it was like all about James Ellsworth because that would make no business sense. People are like, well, why didn't James Ellsworth turn heel? Because he's not actually a good wrestler. I'm sorry, because James Ellsworth is not actually main eventing a pay-per-view, okay? He's a, a fun character. But what, are you, you going to turn him heel so you can headline a James Ellsworth versus Dean Ambrose pay-per-view? No. He's just a lovable, goofy guy, and eventually they'll turn him heel, and people will stop caring about caring about him, and he'll go back on the Indies. That's the cycle. You know, I love Colin Delaney. But do we remember Colin Delaney? James Ellsworth is not one, two, three, kid. He's Colin Delaney. And all, dude, no, no, no. That's not a shot at Colin Delaney because I, I, I like him. But I'm talking about the career trajectory, and it is what it is. I, I, Colin Delaney, I'm sure is a great wrestler, but the career trajectory is that of what James Ellsworth is going through. So of course, James Ellsworth is not going to turn heel. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, look at this. Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, Goldberg inked a deal to appear in Royal Rumble match prior to bout with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Look at that! Wow! Huge soccer! Look, Ryan. I don't want to say I scooped you, but I just said that based on instinct the minute he was announced for Survivor Series. You know, you guys who are like, "Whoa, they said it was Brock Lesnar's only match. Really? Because I saw John Cena versus The Rock in a a once-in-a-lifetime match twice, if I remember correctly. If I remember correctly, it was once in a lifetime, twice. By the way, in the amount of time I've spent uh, doing this podcast, I could have watched the Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match 20 times. Is that not incredible? Is that not incredible? Um, let's see. We're going through uh, 100%. Only just lifted my jaw off the floor. Did, does WWE pay you to tweet this shit? No, no. And, like, you know, it, it what, what bothers me... It's not that people have a negative opinion on that because that's fine. But what bothers me is they're going to love where this goes as much as the rest of us do. What bothers me is that the same people who are complaining because they all cheered when Brock Lesnar came out are the same people that are like, Are you kidding me? This is the guy who beats the streak? It's the same people. And you guys know you're the same people. The fact that those, you guys complained about the streak being broken... And then you were like, okay, I like this. Now you're complaining about Brock Lesnar losing. Like, you're the ones. And then you complain that WWE doesn't learn from their mistakes. Yeah, why don't you learn from that? Okay, and give it a chance to play itself out. Because he's Goldberg is staying. And so is Brock. It's, I mean, it's, it's business. You think Vince McMahon has been in business for this long because he's stupid? You're talking. Uh, you're not talking about uh, base decisions, right? I understand. You're like, well, you didn't put Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble, and yes, that's the wrong decision. But it's not the same thing. You're talking about people that you've invested literally millions of dollars in. You're investing millions of dollars in Brock Lesnar. Goldberg is a millions of dollars player, and you don't <laughs> you don't squash a guy that you've invested millions of dollars in because you want a person who you haven't had a relationship with 12 years to have a good time in front of his kid. Come on. Um, I see this guy. I'll believe it when I see it. Everyone said the same thing about uh, Lesnar, yet his loss was to Goldberg. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not it, it's not quite that cut and dry. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not so simple as, well, yeah, I mean, we thought it was good when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker, but now it doesn't matter because he lost to Goldberg. That's not true. Like, do you go through Undertaker's 21 victories and look at them going, yeah, but none of them matter? Like, I can't even watch Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker anymore. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker is known as one of the greatest matches of all time. You know? All time. And it remains unaffected. By the way, one of the reasons that the drama was so heightened when it happened was because the streak was in effect. The fact that The Undertaker lost the streak to Brock Lesnar does not diminish the quality of that match, and losing the streak to Brock Lesnar was not about who's the next guy Brock Lesnar beats, and I know, I said on the podcast, it's obvious that Goldberg is going to lose, it wouldn't make sense for him to win, blah, 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 but guess what? I didn't see it happening like that, and that's why I watch wrestling, because they surprise me, you know? This week when I record the podcast, I'll talk about my amazing call With the Divas match. I mean with the women's match. My apologies. I'll talk about that on the main podcast later this week. For tonight, I I think we're going to stick to this main event. But the, the reason Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker was for the two and a half year run that we've been going through. That's why. It's not just about giving a guy the rub. You know? As if anybody knows what that means. It's not about that. Just simply. It's about bringing interest it's the same reason why the rock was there the rock didn't show up to wwe the benefit of the rock being on wwe was not because john cena beats him the rock being there draws eyes to the show so you don't have to even be in the rocks match but all of a sudden these new eyes are seeing the show for the first time all of a sudden Everybody that was watching, I saw people tweeting me saying, I haven't watched a WWE pay-per-view in 15 years. I'm hooked again. Why? They tuned in because they heard Goldberg was going to be there. In the three hours leading to the Goldberg match, they saw an amazing pay-per-view with a lot of amazing athletes that they didn't know who they were before. Now they're going to stay, and now they're a Seth Rollins fan and a Kevin Owens fan and a James Ellsworth fan and an AJ Styles fan and a, and a Sasha Banks fan and a Natalya fan, and now they're staying. Because they all got the rub. The rub. All of them got the rub. Because a new audience tuned in to see them. That's what the victory was about, that Brock Lesnar could now go on a two-and-a-half-year run where four times a year, however many times a year, he showed up on pay-per-view. Three, four times a year, he would show up on pay-per-view and he'd bring a lot of new eyes. And guess what? We're in for an amazing 2017 because of this. Because we've got everybody at play now. Um, Let's see. Uh, See, Brendan Burns, I have no idea what folks are bitching about. This was... uh, Warrior versus Honky times ten. That's so funny. And I, I know you'd say, well, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense because Warrior was young and Goldberg is fifty. At this point, you know, like, what would you rather see? Goldberg beating Bray Wyatt? No, it's not like Brock Lesnar's not an active. Ro- like Brock Lesnar was this protected guy. Brock Lesnar's, you know, one of the young up-and-comers. There was a lot of potential in this kid. No. Brock Lesnar's an established guy, especially after he beat The Undertaker. You know, he can let this one go. And it's nice to see they'll play ball. Um, let's see. Uh, agreed, they will be gone. Now you have Goldberg, Lesnar, and Taker. Huge draws that can put others over in two years. Yeah. And, and I don't think it'll be Undertaker versus Cena at WrestleMania this year. I still think they'll save that for next year. I think it could very well be a John Cena, a John Cena uh, Goldberg match at WrestleMania. I'm, 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 or John Cena or a Goldberg Undertaker match, but probably uh, John Cena Goldberg. And I guess it gets a little repetitive at this point. I think Brock is pretty much ruined. Um, that's not true, even slightly. Um, it's so funny. This is great. Some guy just sent me a tweet. And he's going through, he screen-grabbed his Twitter account. And you've got a tweet that says, that's it. A tweet that says, this was the best thing I've ever seen. A tweet that says, this was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. And a tweet from me that says, what just happened. That's it. And you know what? When you can get people talking, you can get people talking. This is going to get mainstream talking and it's not going to hurt people. It's just not. It's really, really Not going to hurt people. It's going to make things better, I think. It's going to draw new eyes to the product. Wrestling is stale. Okay? That's what everybody's been complaining about. And guess what? Everybody got used correctly tonight, okay? You're left with a situation where Chris Jericho was mad because Kevin Owens got himself disqualified, so that Raw is mad at Kevin Owens, and Chris Jericho is mad at Kevin Owens because he ruined the list. Guess what? You're setting up for a breakup where Chris Jericho is the good guy and Kevin Owens is the bad guy. That's what was set up for tonight, which is the right move. You've got Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton coming out, beating everybody, so they look enormously strong. Guess what? That is the right move. You saw a Shield reunion. You've been begging for that forever. Charlotte's win streak continued, but Bailey was made to look great. Charlotte was still made to look like a bad guy. Guess what? That's the right move. You have... Natalia with a built-in storyline to finish on Tuesday. Maybe she's going to fight, maybe Nikki Bella's going to fight Rikishi, because she did it for The Rock. I don't know. But the fact is that coming off of that Divas match, or women's match, I'm sorry, you've got on Raw, Bailey and Charlotte that want to kill each other. You've got Nikki Bella trying to figure out who knocked her out. You did the right thing. Over with the tag teams at Survivor Series. You had... Uh, you had... Uh, 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 the, the New Day getting eliminated first thing. This is going to leave every team on Raw to think that they deserve a shot at those titles. Guess what? Cesaro and 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 Sheamus were the survivors. New Day got eliminated first. Cesaro and Sheamus deserve a shot at those titles. You did what thing? The right thing the miz winning the way he won okay i mean you have set up for the potential where if daniel bryan does get to return to wrestling ever what's the match that we all want to see daniel bryan versus the miz is the money match why because of storytelling you did the right thing Miz gets to go back to SmackDown looking like the hero that Daniel Bryan doesn't want to have because guess what? Other people failed, and Miz succeeded because he knows how to win matches. That's the story, and they did the right thing. Baron Corbin should be fired by Daniel Bryan, but he looks more like a bad guy than ever, and the cruiserweights haven't been disrupted. They did the right thing. Okay. They're moving in an amazing direction. I was so blown away by this pay-per-view. And and I'm eager to see what comes next. I I, I, I hope that I've sufficed you and given you my thoughts on the show. Uh, I think it's just something to keep in mind. Like, there's no reason not to watch wrestling optimistically. If you if you watch wrestling pessimistically, then give it up. It's a hobby. You know, work is stressful enough. Your kids are stressful enough. School is stressful enough. You know, wrestling is an escape. And just realize that, like, in the world of pro wrestling, there is potential around every corner. And that is what we have in front of us. We have the potential for an amazing year from both brands going forward. And... We're being listened to. Roman Reigns got booed and then he got pinned clean. Boom. Braun Strowman gets eliminated, but it takes four guys and a mascot to eliminate him so he doesn't look weak. Boom. Okay? Think about the big picture here. And I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and uh, uh, it's going to be a really fun uh, Thanksgiving podcast. It's going to be a, a really, really fun podcast on on Thursday. So if you're not subscribed already, subscribe. Uh, the podcast comes out every Thursday morning. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, notsam.com dot across the board. Um, and I give you the state of wrestling, and I give you everything, uh, and I give you an interview every single week for free on this podcast. Also. The YouTube channel, youtube.com slash not Sam and youtube.com slash Jim and Sam show. You can go over to youtube.com slash Jim and Sam show and see Natalia was in studio with Jim Norton and I on Sirius XM on Wednesday, on the Wednesday before Survivor Series. And uh, we talked a little bit about this and I don't know. I flew my uh, Nancy Kerrigan angle past her when I saw her on that show Maybe she listened, maybe she listened. Thank you guys i i I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I hope you guys enjoyed Survivor Series. It's great when wrestling gives us something to talk about, isn't it and i love I love arguing it. I love arguing it. Um, it was fun. I will see you uh if you don't listen to me on if you listen to me on Sirius I'll see you first thing in the morning. But if you don't, then I'll see you
1: uh on Thursday morning. Goodbye.